Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. I want to share just a quick word with you this morning because I think it's important that we really, really understand a couple of things in what we do. And you know, we're the Dream Center, and I I can't really stand up here and speak unless I talk about dreams. And, And I love acronyms. And one of the acronyms that God deposited in me for dreams is this. It's discover your revelation by establishing accountability and motivation. It's so important that we understand that God has a revelation for each and every one of us, a vision, a dream, if you will, and that we establish that through accountability to other people and motivation through the Holy Spirit to make sure that we do what we're supposed to do. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. The Passion Translation uh, says, when there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the words, heaven's bliss fills your soul. The NIV says it this way, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who heeds wisdom's instructions. You know, I've seen all kinds of individuals that have come through our program that really fit this bill. And when there is no revelation, when they can't see themselves as God sees them, they completely cast off all restraint. Sometimes they they just run crazy wild through the streets. Sometimes... They run buck naked wild through the streets. They're just tearing off their clothes like the demoniac, not in their right mind, because they lost sight of who they were. But I want to break this verse down. If you look at it in the Hebrew, the word revelation, chazon, it comes from mental sight. That is a dream, a revelation, a vision. The root word is chaza which means to gaze at. So it's like you're gazing at a vision. Cast off restraint comes from a root word that means to loosen or expose. And then the word heeds is a primitive word that that means to hedge about or to guard. And then wisdom is really just the flow, the flow. When you think about wisdom from God, you think about a flow that comes from God. And so when you kind of bring all this together, the inferred meaning here is this scripture is that when we lose sight of who we are and who were we created to be, we no longer have a hedge or boundary to keep the water or the spirit flowing to the target God has pointed our life to. We are exposed for the enemy to attack us for everything that's within us. You see, that's why we can't lose hope. That, I, I really love our, our vision this, this year. It's like, you know, connect with God, connect with people, find hope. Because hope is everything. You get somebody that, that is strung out on drugs, that is in the throes of poverty and doesn't know how to make it and doesn't see where their next meal is coming from and doesn't see how they're going to be able to get out of the pit that they've dug themselves into. If they lose hope, they lose they lose. You know, I, I love being a pastor. I fought it for so many years. I wanted to be an evangelist that went in and stirred trouble up in the church and left, you know. But as I began to look back on my sermons one day, somebody told me, hey, I need you to preach an evangelistic sermon. And as I pulled out my little black book, all of them were Christian living. And I'm like, I guess I'm a pastor. <laughs> 
But being a pastor has allowed me to be a pastor to individuals that are not in a normal church setting. I mean, individuals that, that, that come hurting, individuals that are going to speak their mind, they're going to use raw language, they're going to, you know, tell you what they think. And, and I, I really love that. I love that. You're like, well, you love getting cussed out? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do because you get to know where that person is. You get to know their real feelings, and you get to to understand how God gives you the wisdom to meet them at the point of their need, because they are searching for hope. They're searching to see if you're going to be real, if you're going to put your money where your mouth is, and if you're going to be that person that God has called you to be to make a difference. Revelation dreams happen at the point where Christ's passion, the Father's purpose, and the Holy Spirit's presence come together at the same time. In other words, we are God's dream. And and what I want to share this morning is just a simple phrase, and it's this, dream again, dream again. Dream again. In Second in First Samuel chapter seventeen, verses twenty six through twenty nine, we can read the story of David and Goliath. I'm, I'm not going to read the scripture there, but what I do want to do is I do want to say this: as David was there, and he began to see the thing that was happening, and and something rose up within him because he he loved God, he loved people. And he had hope. And something rose up within him. And, and, and I love the part because there was also a selfish part of this. He said, is there not a cause? Now, for the longest time, I read that and I thought, oh, man, that's all super spiritual. But when you read the response of his brother, basically what David is saying is, well, what's in it for the person that does this? In other words, what's in it for me? And, and as he began to look at this and he began to see this giant that was out there and, and, and what was happening and how that he was defiling God and trying to get everyone to lose hope so that, that no one would go out there. He said, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a reason that I can ask this question? Isn't there a reason? Well, there is a reason. More than 20 million people in the United States have substance use disorder. 20 million people. During the shutdown, 55% reported an increase in alcohol consumption. 18% reporting a significant increase. 36% reported an increase in illicit drug use. 53% said they were trying to cope with stress. 39% said they were trying to relieve boredom. And 32% were trying to cope with mental health symptoms symptoms such as anxiety or depression. In the 12-month period during that shutdown, deaths from overdose increased nearly 40%. 40%. Overdose deaths involving cocaine increased by 26.5%. And then overdose deaths involving psychostimulants such as methamphetamines increased by 35%. So I challenge you again with that statement, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? I can look across this room and I can 
probably guarantee you that at least 50% of the people here have been touched by a family member or a friend that struggles with addictions or life-controlling problems. And so there is a great cause for us to understand that as a church, that we have to connect with God, we have to connect with people, and we have to have that hope so that we can help others find hope. David was on the backside of the desert. You know, and I have my feelings about that. Why was he there? Why didn't his dad bring him there whenever Samuel came? You know, maybe he was a redheaded stepchild. Maybe he was the baby of the family that caused trouble, and he didn't want to cause a scene with the preacher. But whatever the reason, David was alone, and he had that time to connect with God. And because he connected with God, he was able to connect with people. And because he connected with people, he was able to have hope. Sometimes... It's easy to write people off. It's easy. But Mama Ward, she didn't want to write her son off. She didn't want to write her son off. But God says, dream again. Ephesians 3.20, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. What does that mean? He gives you hope. Lack of dreams will cause us to lose that hope, but God says, dream again. Proverbs 13, 12, when hope's dream seems to drag on and the delay can be depressing, but when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. We are promised that that dreams will lead us to the next level. And so that's why God says, dream again. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. It'll give us the power and the will to do what God wants us to do in trying times. And so that's why we must dream again. Dreams play an important part of our character development. They give us the motivation to bring our character into alignment with the dream, vision, revelation of who God created you to be. If you get to the point to where you can see yourself as God sees you, your life will be transformed and you will never, ever, ever be the same again. So dream again dream again. Integrity, Proverbs eleven three. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness, but treachery will destroy your dreams. Trials come. You get discouraged. We want to give up. Trust me. I, I inherited this facility that's a big money pit, and it's like, oh God, why? Why? You know, everybody looks at us and they see some of the things that we've been blessed with and how God has helped us with. And it's like, wow, you know, you're kind of an overnight success. And I'm like, that was the longest night of my life. (laughs) And it's still going on. But God gives me hope that no matter what is going, last year we had the lowest amount of donations on record. But yet we fed more people. We had more people come through the program because we connected with God that connected us with people that allowed us to find hope. (coughs) 
God's promise to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dream to come true. That's in Psalms 105, 19. Psalms 112, verse 10. But the wicked take one look at life, live like this, and they grit their teeth in anger, not understanding their bliss. The wicked slink away speechless in the darkness that falls where hope dies and their dreams fade away. They lose hope sometimes because no one's there. No one's there. We have been called to make disciples. We've not been called to bring people to church. We've not been called to see people get saved. But we've been called to make disciples. And that's what we do in our success program. You know, recovery is part of what we do, but it's not the main focus of what we do. Because we have a three-year vision. Some of them are just now hearing about this, and they're probably going to be scared. But the first year is recovery from a spiritual perspective, a a holistic approach, supernatural understanding for conquering chaos and eradicating self-sabotage, spiritual, physical, and emotional of addressing those needs and meeting those needs. And then phase two is vocational training. Not only just helping them get through the the nightmare that they're going through and seeing hope at the end of the tunnel and seeing a light there, but also helping them prepare for the future. And then once they get that and they get a job, to be able to keep a place for them to stay and to live while they're saving money to be able to move out on their own. You see, that's what making disciples is all about. It's one of those things to where we have to be there and be able to hold someone's hand and walk them through the process and not just like, say this prayer for me. Okay, now go. Be blessed. And this church is amazing in what we do here and how we disciple people. But it's not the church's responsibility. It's ours individually. You know, when we tend to look at it as a church responsibility, then we're like, oh, the church is going to do that. But guess what? We're the church. And I want to challenge, and our men do a great, David, thank you. I'm going to cry. But, but our men here, they do a great job of looking after our guys and wrapping their hands around their shoulder and just asking them, what's going on? What can I pray for you for today? How can I help you? And just being there and being that example, because that's what it takes is to get outside of our comfort zone and to say, hey, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Because my God is going to supply all your needs according to his riches. And all you got to do is ask. In 1 Samuel 17, 37, and I just, this is the last scripture I want to share because I want to give time for Pastor and his announcement. But it says, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. I can imagine on that plane that valley, as David looked out and as his brothers chastised him for what he said, you know, there were maybe his brothers, maybe some other men, they were looking across the field and they were wondering, man, I'd love to go out there and fight Goliath, but I got a family. 
who's going to take care of them if I die? The old man, it's like, man, if I were 20 years younger, I'd go out there and fight him. But I just can't do it anymore. And sometimes we, we look at a situation and we try to figure out how we can grow our own giant. Because we feel like we need a giant to combat the giant that's in front of us. But here's the thing. David was not grown. He was developed. He was developed on the backside of the desert in those lonely nights when no one else was around. He connected to God. He worshiped God. He got in tune with God. And in the process of that, God allowed him to do some mighty deeds. As he would leave there, he connected with people and became so popular because of his love that he had for the people. And then finally, he found hope. He found hope. David went through some of the toughest times, some of them by his own creation. But yet in spite of everything, in spite of everything that has happened, in spite of everything that went down with him, he found hope. So if you want a recipe for baking this cake, if you will, of developing a David, it's this. Connect with God. Connect with people. And find hope. Thank you for listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.